State of the Suns, presented by First Bank. First Bank is proud to be the official bank of the Phoenix Suns. First Bank, banking for good. Member FDIC, State of the Suns. Burns and Gambo take you inside the Suns front office and talk with a key decision maker. And joining us right now on the 72-sold sports line, exactly that for the Phoenix Suns, one of the key decision makers for the organization. It's our pleasure to welcome in for the first time in a while. It's been a while since we've had Monty on the show. Monty Williams, head coach of the Phoenix Suns, who joins us here on the Burns in Gambo show. Coach, good to have you on the program. How have you been? I'm doing well. <clears throat> Thank you guys for having me. It's our pleasure. I uh, do want to ask you real quick before we get into the kind of the X's and the O's and what's going on for you that moment last night with Willie Green. And from what I understand, that was the first time you had seen Willie since he had taken the New Orleans job. What was that like for you? <laughs> um, I mean, it's it's emotional for sure. Um, Willie and I have spent a lot of time together even before we came to Phoenix, um, you know, I played with Willie in Philly and I coached him in New Orleans. Um, You know, I I begged and begged and begged uh, Tara, his wife, to come to Phoenix with us. And he's he's been a huge part of my life. Um, And so that moment was, you know, pretty cool, but also emotional to, you know, have to compete against your good friend. That's always a weird thing. And then I'm happy for him because he gets to, you know, lead and be the caretaker of a, of a program. And so, you know, the first time I saw him, I was like, man, this is, this is different. But, you know, once jump ball happened, uh, we, we got competitive and, you know, just went at each other, obviously, that's the nature of our business and what we love to do. But it was, it was a cool moment. Monty, we, we often underestimate the, the role that assisting coaches play. How much have you missed Willie Green and what he was able to do to, to help this team reach the NBA Finals last year? Yeah, I mean, he was a huge part of the building of our program. He was invaluable last year in our journey to the finals and, and everything that we we did I, I don't think I made any decisions um, with the Suns without talking to Willie um, the play call um, a decision in our program as far as player development etc uh, Willie was a huge part of it and I relied on his his ability to relate to certain situations relate to people um, I'm falling into the category of dinosaur um, as of late. And, and Willie was Join the club. one of the guys that he could relate to players in the way that I couldn't. And as humbling as that is, um, it was invaluable to have someone like Willie um, on a day-in, day-out basis help me navigate certain situations. And, and not only that, um, his family, his wife Tara, um, what she's meant to my family – uh, I, I couldn't even put it into words. So we'd be here all day talking about yeah. Willie Green and what he's meant to the Phoenix Suns. Well, we definitely wanted to, to give him his due and talk about him for a couple of minutes because, uh, you know, to congratulate him on getting that job and everything. Let, let's talk about you guys. You're in this stretch now where you're going to play every other day, right? Tuesday to Thursday to Saturday to Monday to Wednesday. Uh, what can you tell us in the updated status of DeAndre Ayton? Do you expect that he'll be available for Thursday's game against Houston? 
we'll find out more tomorrow. He did some more, uh, some court work today. Uh, we, we had a light day today, so there was no room for five on five. Um, our staff is being really cautious with him. And when he feels he's able to play, he'll be out there. Same question, different player campaign. What's his status going forward, Coach? He's he's the same, guys. There's no not another update to give on Cam. He didn't do much on the floor because we didn't do much on the floor. But he's he's ramping up his individual work, and we hope he gets out there soon. It was good to see Frank Kaminsky get his opportunity, and I know the way James builds this roster is sometimes you're going to re- you're going to rely on guys like that. Could be seven, eight, ten times a year. You're going to rely on a guy like that to help you win a basketball game. He's been here. He knows your system. Uh, you decided in the second half last night to come out with him starting. Give me your thought process on that. Well, he had some momentum. I felt like we needed more ball movement, even though Javale's dives generated so much offense for himself and for the backside of our our system our offense but frank um i thought he did a really good job of fighting valentunas in the post um his body position was at a really high level but just getting the ball from side to side was something that we felt like we needed when we looked at the clips uh at halftime that was the best offense we had was going from side to side And, and frank is it you know i've said it a number of times he's a connector for the offense but defensively he was sound and so we just made a decision and it worked out for us monty williams head coach of the suns our guest here on the burns and gambo show you don't strike me as much of a yeller or a screamer or a guy to get upset and yet a couple of your players after that game indicated that you kind of got on him at halftime did you in a moment like that do you go a little out of character when something is going as sideways as the first half of that game was, Monty? No, I've, I've heard that. I, I think it's a bit overstated um, what happened. You know, our, our philosophy is to call guys up, and that's what I told them last night. Um, just reminded them who we are, what we do. Um, I'm, I don't feel like you have to yell and diminish who people are to get them to do what they should do. Um, but it was pretty black and white and the guys agree. And I always ask them, you know, if I'm wrong, tell me. And, you know, our leadership was off the chart in that moment Um, from Jay to Chris to book. I think the thing that for me anyway, that should be talked about is their ability to be coached. You know, I, I feel like a doofus having to come to the sideline and talk to Chris Paul and Devin Booker about turnovers, but it's part of my job and it's what they want. But in those moments, especially at halftime, you know, those guys were in line with what we were talking about as a staff. And it's something that I, I just value the ability to coach high level players on a day in day out basis without, you know, sucking teeth or, you know, rolling their eyes, Devin and Chris and Jay and, and Cam and a few of the guys we had to speak to at halftime, they, they were willing to do whatever we wanted to do because they want to win. And, and that's what we that's what we want to do is give them a competitive advantage. And there are times where I feel like I have to call them up, and I don't take that those moments lightly. You, we've heard you talk about 
conditioning a few different times in, in explaining yes. the start to the season. You know, we look at the three-point shooting is not what it's supposed to be, and the defending the perimeter is not what it's supposed to be, and the turnovers last night, you know, was you know was unacceptable. What what are some of the things that that you look at when you see the start to the season three and three, and nobody's panicking right now, but uh, when you see the slower start, what are you looking at? I see we're three and three, and we play six games. Um, I don't get much deeper than that. I think if you looked at who we were last year, we had the same kind of start. I don't project that will happen again, but if it did, I don't think anybody would um, mail it in. I just feel like you you have to learn your team um, over again. We have new guys in our rotation like Landry, JaVale, uh, campaign being out has allowed for us to learn how to play Elfrit a little bit. Um, but there's certainly some controllables for us. The turnovers are, you know, something that we don't want close to 20. Um, we certainly don't want to be number one in turnovers because that means guys are playing safe. We, we like to be in the middle of the pack. Um, and when you have creators like Chris and book and campaign and, and some of our other facilitators, you're going to have some turnover. So from that perspective, we can control that number a little bit, but um, I'm, I'm not quite sure it does any good to look at all these other variables when it comes to the slow start. You just try to work your way through it. Um, the shooting will come because guys put the work in. The only thing I, I will point to is guys just didn't have a lot of time to play pickup uh, this summer. And so a lot of, a lot of teams are, getting in shape in camp and, and in the games. Yeah, I, I saw we're wrapping things up here with Monty Williams, our last one for him here on the Burns and Gambo show. I, I enjoyed your comments the other day about how you got good walking around sense. It's real easy to see what's going on with this team in terms of in terms of the shooting. I, I think I'm going to I know a lot of people steal lines from you, Monty. I'm going to steal that one. I like the I got good walking around sense. But but I do want to ask you real quick, because people are starting to talk about sure. it now. The different ball that you've been around this game for a long, long time. Does that have anything to do? with with the shooting struggles around the league, specific to your team in general? Do, do you put any credence into a new ball and what effect that might have into this? I don't because when I'm in practice with our guys and I, you, know, you, you turn to the league pass and you see other teams warming up in the pregame, you see a lot of guys making shots. And so I, I, don't, I don't think it has much to do with the ball. I think the ball is pretty similar to the one we had last year. Uh, I remember years and years and years ago, they tried a new ball and it was real tacky. It stuck to your hand a little bit. This ball was nothing like that. Um, Now, I'm not out there shooting. The the players could tell you better, but I I don't think that is a valid excuse at this point just based on what I'm seeing in practice. I just think, one, we're playing against teams that are coming after us every night. Um, So we've talked about the target that's on us, and we have to accept that. And and two, I just think it's going to take some time once we start to play efficient basketball, playing in .5 and sharing the ball, um, and guys start playing at the pace that we're accustomed to, the shots will fall. Monty, we appreciate the time. Good luck tomorrow against Houston. We'll talk soon. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Have a great evening.